I have this insatiable belief that we can do anything. I can do anything. Like right. no one can stop you. Mm-hmm. No one can stop me. I really did believe. I mean, even in the seasons where I felt like maybe I was kicked down and I was told, no, that's not going to happen for you. Of course, you sit there for a minute, you recognize the self-doubt, and then you have to just pick yourself up and say, I'm going to call bullshit on that, right? Like, there's nothing I can't do. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step. I'm Trisha, the CEO of Belay. And I'm LZ, the CFO of Belay. All right, so a couple of episodes ago, Trisha interviewed me, and now it's my turn to ask the questions, T. (laughs) (laughs) Trisha is passionate about helping leaders and anyone really overcome self-doubt. Today, she's going to share her story of defeating doubt to become the CEO of Belay. She'll also talk about the root causes of doubt and what leaders can do to become more confident. Okay, Trisha, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> You're so I used like to a this. Hot seat. <laughs> I, know. I mean, if it's I think about it, better than a cold seat. No, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, I mean, this is old hat for you. You do tons of interviews. Um, you are quite famous in the world oh, of. Please don't oh, say that. Oh, come word. on. It's no, awful. no, no. Uh, delegation. What it become? What it means to become a great leader? You are all over the place. So I tease about you being in the hot seat, but really, you're an old pro at this. So thank you for letting me turn the tables and ask you some questions. Yes, Um, thanks. Yeah. So as I said in the the intro, you interviewed me a couple of weeks ago, and I shared with you something that people didn't know about me. So I'm going to, you know, again, ask you that question. Tell us something random that our listeners and maybe me, I don't know about you. I know. Um, I don't think there's anything you don't know about. <laughs> you had a really fun fact about moving 27 times in your life that yeah. I, I'm like just not that interesting. The only thing I can think of that is probably interesting about me considering my age more than anything oh. <laughs> is that I like to listen to hip hop music and I love rap music. And so I'm, yeah. I'm, one of maybe few middle-aged white ladies <laughs> who really enjoys cruising down the highway in my car, yes. listening to the new Drake album that just dropped <laughs> a few weeks back, or Kanye. Yes. I really love that genre of music. It's my favorite. And so that's maybe what's unique about me. Yeah, well, I think there's many unique things about you and special things. I think you cut yourself short Thank there. Thank you. But, but yes, I would, I would say that when we first met, that I would have never thought that you, I mean, and not just like, like the music, but that's like a passion of yours. Like you really oh, enjoy yeah. I mean, hip hop, rap music. And Oh um, yeah, the last concert I went to before COVID happened, it, it was actually in February, like a month before the world shut down last year, was to go see Post Malone. And he was opened by Sway Lee. And it was like one of the best concerts <laughs> I've ever been to. And I was so glad I got to see him live before everything shut down. And yeah, I just love, yeah, I yeah. really love the music. So. so is there one artist in particular 
maybe right now? Because I know kind of artists, as you kind of get you know yeah. tired of their music, you switch. But right now, who would you say is your favorite? Yeah, no, I don't have, I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite right now, to be honest. I think it just depends on what new what new music is out. Like I said, just been listening to the new Drake album. Um, most people may just poo on this, but I've been listening to some of the new Kanye songs. I know Kanye, love him, hate him, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I separate my feelings for him as a person with my love for his music. Yeah. I can do that. So um, yeah. I might not agree with his lifestyle or some of his things, but I think he makes great music. And so I have emotional intelligence about who I can listen to on the radio. I'm like, I don't care what their political affiliation is. They just make great music. So yeah, that's how I. And I think I think it's fun too that your husband Paul also really loves hip hop rap music. So like that's yeah, that's very odd oddity of ours, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very embarrassing for our teenagers. (laughs) You know. Like, yeah, <laughs> my husband's son, my stepson will say, Dad, you're so embarrassing. Do you have to listen to rap music? Yeah. Close the windows and lower it, Dad. You're so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> you know, my girls will be like, hey, how come it is you went to Post Malone, but you didn't take us? Like, what right. is that about? Right. Sorry, kids. No, <laughs> so, I love that. Keeps you young, yeah. right? Yeah. It does. I love I love it. It feels relevant and current. Um, and that's what I love about it. I mean, I love nostalgia, nostalgic music, yes. like going back, listen to good old 80s and 90s Yes, uh, for a good throwback. And it, it brings back lots of memories. But in my day to day, like this morning, right before we, we got on here, I was listening to today's top hip hop hits on Amazon Music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I try. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. pull out any Tupac, a little NWA. I'm there. I'm there for it. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's vintage. Mm. But now I, I kind of depend on my kids to t- tell me and teach me and, and I can listen to it if they're in the car, yeah. but it's not my go-to. And yeah. so I appreciate yeah. that that's your, mm. that's your go-to. It's my go-to. Yeah. The other yeah. thing that I think a lot of people don't know about you that you didn't share is that you are fiercely loyal. Oh, thank you. Is that unique? I hope it's not. St- I wish it wasn't that unique. But No, I, well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yes, gosh, I hate to say that too, but I think that is very unique in today's yeah. time. But I don't know if that's something that, you know, just people think about, mm. you know, you're, you're a leader and you're driving and, but like you as a person, how fiercely loyal you are with your family and your friends. And I think that's just one of the more beautiful traits. Again, you cut yourself short in the beginning. One of the more beautiful traits and characteristics that you have is that you're fiercely loyal. And I don't think a lot of people can get close enough to you to realize that. Mm. So maybe that's something that you hadn't shared before. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those, like, I will die for my circle. Right. Right. Like I will be like, I will have weapons ready. Like I will take it for you. (laughs) I'm ready to fight for my people. Yeah. You have (laughs) offered your services a couple of times for me. I mean, I do, you know, I have Italian roots. I'm from New York. I know some people, you know. (laughs) Well, speaking of your uniqueness and who you are, um, you also have a very unique story. You started as the very first employee at Belay as an executive assistant to our founders, and now you are the company's CEO. What 
an incredible story. So kudos to you. I mean, Drake would say, I mean, Drake has a song about me. You know, we started at the bottom, now we're here. We started at the bottom. (laughs) So you just proved that earlier statement that you are a true fan. If I had a hashtag under my name, it would be that Drake lyric. Yes, yes. But as your friend, I know it hasn't always been easy Yet most people would actually wish to have this story. They, they probably think it's all easy. And of course, it was just all handed to you. So to go from the bottom and work your way to the top is very hard. So I'd love for you just to talk about some of the challenges that you faced in that journey. Make it real for us. Yeah, I mean, it was real. I mean, the fir- I think the first thing to realize is that we're talking about the sequence of events that happened over the course of 10 years, a decade. Yeah. Well, even more than that, right? Because, I mean, your relationship with Brian... Was years before. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so with Belay particularly, I mean, I started 11 years ago as a VA, but it's not like two years later I was the CEO. I mean, there was a lot of patience and dedication and personal investment and a lot of inputs and struggles and roadblocks all along the way to get me to where I am today. It certainly wasn't easy. I mean, people Mm -hmm. will hear like, oh, you get promoted like every other year and now you're here. People don't just accidentally get promoted, usually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it doesn't matter how well liked you are. You actually have to do a good job (laughs) and show up and and, um, add value. And I think that was always my um, mindset was always keep adding value and the next thing will come, mm-hmm. even in the midst of there is no opportunity. And I, and I know a lot of people can relate to that where they think maybe they're stuck. I'm in this role. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for years. There's never going to be an opportunity for me to do more. There were many seasons along the journey where I was like, well, I mean, I'm the president and there's nothing else. And so I guess I'll just be the best president I can be. And I didn't, I didn't always see that there would be an opportunity to be more than that. But I think you keep challenging yourself, you keep honing your skill set, you keep figuring out where to add more value to your owners or to your supervisor. Mm -hmm. Um, And opportunity will show up. I mean, it did for me multiple times. Like when I was the COO, I was like, well, I mean, our owners are the CEOs. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm done, right? I'm, I'm the CEO. I never really knew that there would be an opportunity to be the CEO. And actually, when you asked him and said, is there an opportunity for me to be a CEO? He would say, no, I'm the CEO. (laughs) So there isn't an opportunity. Um, But I still believed that I should continue to advance my skill set to continue to add value to them and the business. Mm -hmm. And maybe one day something would come to fruition. And lo and behold, it did. I mean, the day came when they said, you're right, we don't want to be the CEOs anymore. Yeah. And so the opportunity is there. So I think I'd say just because you don't can't see it in front of you doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And you should just keep working on you anyway mm-hmm. and know that that will show up some way somehow down the line. Yeah. I think a lot of people, though, would come with this huge amount of self-doubt, right? Like, maybe I don't, maybe because he said I can't be CEO, maybe I actually don't have the skill set to do it, right? And so they they start to take it internally instead of thinking, oh, there's not an opportunity right now, but I have the skill set to do it. They start to think, 
there's never going to be one. Or if there is, they certainly wouldn't choose me. So did you ever deal with any of that? Have you in your have you in your life? Nice mic drop. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> just call it what it I is. I know, it was a mic drop. Um, mic we slide. all have a fumble. Okay, we all, to your question. Yes, we all, yes. We all fall on our faces. I mean, and sure, did I fall on my face a lot of times and doubt myself? For sure. There were seasons where I was very discouraged mm-hmm. because I didn't know what was next for me or I didn't know if I had what it took. Right. But... I didn't sit there for very long because I really do believe that goals mean something. You could have goals and that you're not a stagnant person. So if I didn't have a skill set today that would get me to the next level, I mean, damn, if I wasn't going to go get it and hone it and figure it out and learn about it Mm -hmm. because I have this insatiable belief, maybe it's because of how I was raised, that we can do anything. I can do anything. Like no one can stop you. Mm -hmm. No one can stop me. I really did believe, I mean, even in the seasons where I felt like maybe I was kicked down and I was told, no, that's not going to happen for you. Of course, you sit there for a minute, you recognize the self-doubt, and then you have to just pick yourself up and say, I'm going to call bullshit (laughs) on that, right? Like there's nothing I can't do. Right. And so really believing in yourself and knowing it, like really in your core knowing, there's truly nothing I can't learn. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many resources out there, books and coaches and trainers and courses. I mean, you name it. The thing that is stopping you would only be you. Right. Yeah. That's it. And so I'm not going to be the person that's going to stop me. And I'm certainly not going to let anybody else Lola is a green. <laughs> she is. My dog. Yes. She's saying, go, mom, go. I'm with She's you. She's like, yes. Mama. <laughs> From your experience then, uh, knowing that you don't live in that spot of self-doubt for very long, like three seconds, you're like down in the dumps and you're like, okay, pick myself up. Here I go. But do you have any knowledge about where the root of self-doubt comes from? Like what are some root causes of people who might have some self-doubt right now? Like if they're just trying to maybe recognize where that's coming from so they can act more similarly to how you do in the face of adversity. Yeah, I I think that people just don't give themselves enough credit. Yeah. You know, I think I think a lot of people view themselves in a negative way, which right? it's it's mm-hmm. it's like the old adage that people will say, you can hear 20 compliments and one piece of feedback and you will spend a lifetime focusing on that one negative piece of feedback. I think right. human nature tells us to focus on what about us is broken or not right or wrong or needs to be fixed. And I think Some people can get stuck there and really have a lack of belief in themselves that they are, they are worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not worth, I'm not worthy of the next thing. I'm not worthy. Their mindset really goes to a place where they, they don't believe they can do more. Mm -hmm. That they're, this is the pinnacle of their life and they will always just be in this place and oh, woe is me. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's totally mindset. It's it's absolutely mindset. Because there is nothing, I say this all the time, there's nothing genius about a lot of what 
leadership is. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you don't need to have a certain IQ. You don't need a Mm -hmm. master's degree in X, Y, and Z or a doctorate. Like there's no hard skill set or something so technical that you could not learn. Mm -hmm. And I always viewed it as these are all things, any leadership book you pick up that would give you all the tips and tricks in the world about how to be a better leader. Like there's none of those things in there that you can't teach yourself, learn, practice over time, evolve. And I think people think they can't, but you can. Yeah. I always think that it also comes from a place where some, at some point in your life, someone told you a big fat lie and you believed it, right? Somebody that you admired, unfortunately, this is where parents like parental figures come in or teachers, Mm -hmm. people of authority, somewhere along the line, somebody was a jerk and and told you, you could not be more. Like if I think about people I know that, that really sit in this place of self-doubt, it's because somebody was mean and, and told them a lie and they believed it and they never learned to to believe in themselves, right? Because we all yeah. hear things. We all, feedback, which which is actually truthful, right? There's some feedback that's good feedback. There's some people who are just mean and they're just jerks, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's processing that information and and knowing that it doesn't have to be your solid truth, right? right? You have to be able to learn to get over that. And I think some people just kind of wallow in that self doubt instead of doing what you did, which is saying th- hard things happen to you but you just chose not to believe them or not to believe that was the end of your story. Yeah. And, you know, some of it goes back to my mom, my mom's story. Mm -hmm. So my mother, real quick, you know, came from a really difficult childhood. Mm -hmm. She was a child of divorce, abusive family, Her father left at a very early age. She never saw him again for the rest of her life. Then her mother left her and her kids, and they were raised by an aunt. She never heard from her. So she was abandoned, repeatedly abused. Just had a really hard life. Mm -hmm. And my mom, who you met, is the sweetest, kindest, most loving, family-oriented person you will ever meet. And what she would say to me growing up is, I chose to not let those circumstances define my future. Right. Who I was yesterday and what happened to me before has nothing to do with my future. Mm-hmm. You either use it as fuel to break the cycle and not have that, or you can succumb to what your environment is and become part of what that is. Right. And so she would always say to me, you decide, you make a decision. I chose to not lead that life. Her brother, mm-hmm. my uncle, didn't. You know, he wound up in hard times. My uncle was in jail. I mean, like yeah. he he followed the path that he grew up in and she decided not to. And so that always encouraged me for anything. You know, yeah. you can have negative surroundings, but you get to decide how they affect your future. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love how generationally, right, she had an opportunity to change the legacy of her yeah. family, right? That she created. She was she was very adamant about creating a legacy that was very different from what she came from. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt the same way. I mean, my my dad wanted a son and he got me. Um, <laughs> and so damn if I wasn't gonna make him proud as a woman and that not define what my opportunities were gonna be. Yeah. Well, that fits right into harnessing your grit and trusting your gut, Mm. which I feel like are your two mantras. So expand on those a little bit for me. We all have a voice inside of us that tells us what we want. Mm -hmm. 
we have desires, we have wishes, we have hopes, we have dreams, we have things telling us things all the time. And in my opinion, they're there for a reason. Like the whispers and the dreams and, oh, I should just do this. And But you convince yourself you shouldn't. Like, I'm here to say that those things are there as your guide, your internal yeah. guide. Like, trust what you're hearing. Oh, this, you know, my instinct is telling me I should go take this risk, even though on paper it seems so risky. Yeah. But your intuition is a guide for you. And I think we let our rational mind convince ourselves not to do things that our gut tells us we should do. Mm-hmm. And maybe we wind up where we didn't want to. And so an example of this would be when I joined Belay. And so when I joined this organization, at the time I was a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, trying to keep roof over our head for me and my girls. Mm-hmm. And I needed stability and I needed health insurance for my kids and, and all of this. And then the owners decided they were going to start this startup company and they, they wanted me to go work there. You know, and on paper and, and my friends and family, like, you can't go work at a startup. What if it fails? You need security. You have to have a roof over your head. Yeah. Like, what if it doesn't work? And then you, you need health insurance. So my rational mind said, you should not be taking a risk like this. It is so important that you take care of your family. But my gut and my instinct said, this is going to be amazing. I believe in this. This is not what makes sense on paper, but I'm going to trust my gut and I'm going to trust my instinct. I'm going to take an absolute leap of faith mm-hmm. into something that does not make sense because somehow my instinct and my gut is telling me to do so. Yeah. And I did. And, I, and it paid off, right? Because right. then here I am. <laughs> so, yeah. And now I don't have to worry about how I'm putting a roof over my kid's head and I have all the health insurance yeah. and all the things that I had wanted. I had a momentary season of struggle, mm-hmm. you know, making the initial leap. And I had to be gritty with how I was going to make that work for my family. But when you have a really compelling why or a really compelling reason to do something, it's really easy to be gritty and trust your intuition. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't remember this, but I remember when you were making the transition from that the company that our founder came from. And we were talking on the phone, we were actually gonna have lunch together. And you're like, yeah, I just went out and bought a new cell phone. Because I know in this new journey, I may actually not be able to afford a a, a new cell phone for a couple of years. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it now (laughs) Uh, before I make the transition over. And so I remember you being very methodical about planning and getting ready to jump with both feet into... uh, To be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. going, okay, I have $45 in my budget for food this week. Yeah. And so I would go to the grocery store with a calculator. I'd be one of those people right, with a calculator, like $42.57 plus. Okay. I could afford this amount of groceries. Yeah. But that was what I was willing to do to get to where I wanted to go. Right. Yeah. And most people aren't yeah. willing to take that risk. It's a calculated right. risk. I was like, sacrificing. Yeah. Yes. Calculated a, risk. I sacrificed comfort. Mm-hmm. to go into discomfort to get to success. Right, yeah. 
Beautiful yeah. story. Well, it takes a lot of confidence to do that too. And so what is a confident leader thinking and what emotions are they feeling, even though they might be maybe they don't have, or maybe they have a little bit of self-doubt, right? So there's, I think there's a, a difference. You have your confident leader who is like, um, wants everybody to think they don't ever have self-doubt, right? <laughs> <laughs> On the other side, you have somebody who wants to be a leader who, but who's full of self-doubt. So I think let's look at the difference of the two. What, what is something, what are the yeah. characteristics of a very confident leader? Yeah, I think confidence doesn't mean knowing all the answers. Mm, yeah. um, sometimes confidence is leaning into the right person who you think has the answer. And so there are a lot of things I don't know about running this business, one of them being our finances, right? right and so yeah. I am able to be a confident leader because I have a you mm-hmm. who I'm confident in. And so I mm-hmm. think, you know, confident leaders are a combination of humble and also sure. And so I think when I say sure, I think of a captain of a ship. Mm-hmm. And if you enter troubled waters, the crew does not want to see a captain confused, unsure, not sure which way to turn the ship, right. you know, acting distressed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. woe is me, what are we going to do, right? So I think the air of the captain and the leader is to create calm, confident, clarity. He might not know anything about half the engineering of the ship and he's got, you know, assistant captains or whatever who are steering things for him. But I think it's just an air of comfort and confidence and clarity and calm that you bring to a team of people, even if you don't have the answer and being okay to say, I'm not really sure about that. Let me get back to my amazing leader and I'll I'll lean into their decision. So I think the the higher we get in the organizational chart, the less we actually make decisions and more the job your job is to help other people make the decisions. Yeah. I think that's a really good point for all those who are looking at leadership is that they don't have to be the expert in all things. They just have to be a really good leader no. of people and in the hire those people. Yeah. yeah. Surround yourself with experts and give them room. Mm-hmm. And let empower them to make decisions. Yeah. So on the flip side, those folks who are dealing with self-doubt, what is a practical step or steps that someone could take to overcome that self-doubt? Yeah. So I I would say there's four steps I would walk through. I mean, the first thing is really understanding and accepting your doubt. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We all have doubt. We accept our doubt. Maybe we're kicked down. Maybe we're in a season where, you know, to your point, somebody has convinced us we're not worthy or we can't do something. So uh, sit in that, process it, accept it for what it is. Then on the flip side of that, the second thing I would say is acknowledge what your strengths are. What are you good at? Mm -hmm. What are you, what are you awesome at? Where do you excel? Remind yourself of the value you do have. For every one negative piece of feedback, right, we talked about, there's 19 to 20 other amazing things about you. So get clear on, I have this doubt in this one thing, but man, I've got 20 amazing other things going for me. Reset yourself that way. Think about what positive things and what your strengths are and what you bring to that. That will help encourage you and lift your mindset and your spirit. And then 
Trust yourself. Trust mm-hmm. your gut. Trust your instinct. Trust what you believe. Believe in yourself. Yeah. And listen to yourself because those inside voices are there for a reason. And then the last thing is all those things don't matter if you don't take action. Right. And so you can accept your doubts, figure out what your strengths are, and trust your intuition, but then you actually have to go do something about that. Mm -hmm. So what is your first step? For some people, that might be setting some new goals. For some people, that might be a a conversation they want to have about to their boss about, you know what, I want, I would like to advance my skill set. Maybe it's a conversation, maybe it's seeking a coach, maybe it's taking a class um, or building a skill set, but put it into action because that is going to be the fuel that uh, accelerate your journey at the end of the day. Beautiful. That's awesome. Thank you. This has been super fun, L. Z. I know. <laughs> oh, so good. It's just like, it, it actually feels very much just like you and I just picking up the phone and talking, right? Like this is Chit-chatting so Chit-chatting around. Yes, yeah. I know. This this has been so fun. I appreciate talking to you about all this today. I'd love to know if you have a value to add, a takeaway, anything to contribute regarding self-doubt or confidence and, you know, kind of what your, your little value add is. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with all of this stuff, right? I mean, the one part I want to I call out is I think it's so important for folks to realize that they control the narrative. You know, I don't always have the same amount of, you know, maybe confidence or um, grit, right, that you do. I think I think there is, um, your background plays a lot into that. And I tend to be a little bit on the the softer side where things bother me more. Mm-hmm. Um, then they might bother other people. And so when I think about the way that I've been able to harness my grit, it's realizing that I change the narrative and that mm-hmm. just because someone says something about me doesn't mean it's true and that I do control right. my future. And so that's why I've yeah. put all these steps into place for mm-hmm. me, you know, creating goals and doing mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. Because even when I have self-doubt, I can follow the goals, right? Because the goals yeah. are on paper yeah. and the goals aren't emotions yeah. and the goals are just set. Mm. And so that kind of leads me into that direction to accomplish what I want to accomplish. But I think that's really important. Just like what you said about your mom, mm. right? Like yeah. she controlled the narrative. She decided whether or not she was going to yeah. wallow in the pain and the story that she was coming from or actually make a new story. And I love that. And I love the fact that every single day we get mm. to wake up and decide what story we're writing today. That's right. We own our journey and we make our own stories. Yes, yes. And we get to decide. We don't have to just float through life and take what it sends our way. We actually can make decisions and pivots all along the way that adjust the path we're on. You could choose your path. Right, right. And and when I mentor, I find that that's really what has happened to people is going back to what I said earlier about the the lies or the feedback that's been Mm -hmm. given to them. People just really believe that's the truth. And even if it is the truth, even if you had a hard time in your Mm. life and maybe you made decisions you weren't proud of or said something you wish you wouldn't have said, today's a new day. And today you get to wake up and be different. And it's never too right. Yes. No, because I know I know people my age, you know, you know, there are people in our forties who say, Well, this is my life and it is what it is. I wish I would have went into this other career or I wish I would have gotten my degree. And I'm like, I mean, you're halfway through. You have a whole half of the life. (laughs) Go to school. Get the degree. (laughs) Who cares? You're 40, whatever. Like, go do the thing. You are never too, we're never out of time to to make a change. It's not like, oh, 
I'm older than 35 now, so I guess it is what it is. I'm like, right. oh, hell no. No, no, gosh. No. I all mean, the time in the world, never too late. No, I think about that all the time. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm going to live it with modern medical technology, right? I'm going to live to be 100. <laughs> you know, gosh, I'm not even halfway <laughs> through my life yet. There's a lot of we time. We got a lot of living to do. <laughs> got a There's lot, a lot of to be done. To do. You've got That's plenty great. of time. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for giving us all these golden nuggets of goodness. I love mm-hmm. just people hearing more about your journey and your story and how you just encourage every single, uh, encourage people every single day. So thank you so much. All right, guys, as always, we have a download for you so that you can take your one next step. This week's download is Trisha's new video for three steps on owning your journey. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you want to listen, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com and you will get access to today's resource to help you keep moving forward. Thank you for joining us and join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Start by making today count. Next week, we'll be joined by the executive coach and CEO of Building Champions, a leadership coaching organization, Daniel Harkavy. He'll talk with us about decision-making and influence and why so many leaders struggle with it and how they can improve in this area. Here's a sneak peek into our conversation with Daniel. The best, most effective leaders are intentionally curious. And that's birthed out of this humility. They ask amazing questions. And there's this saying that I love, and that is you can tell a man is wise not by the answers that he gives, but by the questions he asks. At a young age, I learned that really successful people ask some of the most profound questions. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.